Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. The Denver Nuggets are in the playoffs, so you know we're going there with our pick of the week. We're taking them in game one over the Golden State Warriors because Nikola Jokic is just that good of a basketball player. He doesn't need help. He can do it all by himself, even against a team like the Warriors. He's the MVP of the NBA, right? There's no denying it. So let that man go earn you some money in the NBA playoffs. Take the Nuggets for game one over the Warriors. Even if it is in Golden State, who cares? They're going to get it done. That's our DraftKings pick of the week. Rudo, Jesse, AJ coming at you live on a Friday day off for the Avs. As uh, we're going to get into some conversations in and around the NHL playoffs today, uh, maybe get into some some news on the, the playoff watches and other things. Also, we're giving away two tickets to the game tomorrow night. So if you didn't get in on the party bus, there are two more tickets that you can win. These ones are even fancy tickets up in the club level, fancy little stuff there. So you, you might want these tickets. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm you saying. Know, Stay tuned. Club level is my shit. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You can make a podcast about it. Really good stuff, Just might. Uh, Just might. Stay tuned to the end of the show for your chance to win the tickets. Uh, starting things off here, AJ, you talked about this a little bit, but I, I wanted to hit on this again. Do you expect Ben Myers to get into games this regular season? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Bednar said that he will, and I think I don't think it's going to be like he plays game 82 in Minnesota. I've got him marked for five games minimum. It's at like 12.5 K bonus, right? 25. It's 25 K. Yeah. Big money. Yeah. He, uh, so he, he met with the media yesterday before the game. Um, not much of an electric interview. <laughs> well, he's nice, from Minnesota. Nice kid. Uh, you know, it, it was not, you know, we go back to going back to the trade deadline. We were talking a lot about Claude Giroux. And then even before that, all the talk with the, you know, with the Broncos guys about Russell Wilson and players choosing to, to go to certain places. Um, look like this was the most highly sought after college free agent. And he wanted to come to Denver. Uh, he acknowledged there's probably better opportunity for me to get in the lineup elsewhere, but I think, there's room for me here. I'm going to have to earn it. And he said that he thought he could learn the most from being around a group like this. So um, again, just take with that from you will, but what you will, but um, he's a top free agent who could have stayed in his home state where he played college, all that stuff and chose to leave to go uh, to the app. So not insignificant. Any player that signs as a free agent after a certain date. I forget what date the trade deadline is. Is it the trade deadline? Okay. So any player that signs as a free agent after the trade deadline cannot play in the playoffs that year for that team. So essentially you have to be on a reserve list come deadline day. If you're not on a reserve list, which means that your rights are owned by a play by a team already, then play for that team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So if you're not, if you're not on a reserve list come deadline day, you are not eligible for postseason. AHL or NHL. Yep. So, so it's he, it's tough for Myers this year because both the Eagles and Abs are going to go to the playoffs. But 
he yep. can't participate. So it's because he went undrafted and opted to play out his year in college instead of signing earlier, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Just, just this, uh, the signing really goes to, uh, just, just reinforces that he's been a guy who's kind of been walking his own path the last few years. Um, because how many guys have the confidence to turn down undrafted guys have the confidence to turn down NHL offers two years, you know, after your freshman and sophomore years in college. And then when you do sign after your junior year, as you're the bell of the ball, you do sign and you pick the number one team in the, in the standings in the league. Like, just a just a really I can't I can't express to those who don't follow these types of things like how weird what, that is. Yeah. Yeah, like what what a shock it was that he picked Colorado. Well, I mean, let's go back what now four four years ago, I guess maybe shit, even five. Alex Kerfoot was kind of in a similar situation where he was gonna be really sought after undrafted free agent, or excuse me, I guess not undrafted, but college free agent. Mm-hmm. And picked the team that was coming off a 48-point year at the time, yeah. Colorado Avalanche. And the big reason for that was, there's opportunity for me to get in the lineup. I can jump in right away. I know I've got a spot. And yeah, AJ, just further to your point, forget even the point of the season where we're at in Ben Myers' situation for the rest of this year. I mean, he's, he's walking into a loaded offensive core. And yeah, there's going to be some shuffling and stuff like that in the offseason. There's going to be opportunities, mm-hmm. but... This is just not typically this is where the bottom feeder teams kind of shine is with mm-hmm. these unsigned college free agents. Cause well, it's like not an opportunity. Bottom feeders, Minnesota specifically, because guys guys like to sign there because they're from there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Nico Sturm is a great example um, of a guy that signed in Minnesota um, <clears throat> after after a good college career. Um a lot of uh, in Toronto because guys, again, guys from there. Right. I mean, so well, the other thing I'd say is you see the high profile ones go to big markets fairly often. Yeah. Chicago was really good at this for a couple of years. Yep. Was was good at reeling in the New York Chicago. Yeah. There's a lot of like Adam Fox went to New York. Like he got traded twice because he kept telling the teams I'm not signing there. I want to play for the Rangers and the Rangers are just like, Sweepy and us, Jimmy VC. Yeah, well, Jimmy VC was cold blooded because <laughs> the Predators. Do you remember that when Jimmy VC oh, went yeah. through all that? The Predators were like, "We're not gonna go ahead and trade for somebody at the deadline because we're gonna sign Jimmy VC." <laughs> and Jimmy VC was like, "I'm out." Nah. <laughs> Which I mean, like his career has turned out to be blech anyway. Like he's been fine. Like to be honest with you, if Ben Myers had the career that Jimmy VC has had. That's a big win for Colorado. Taking a huge dub, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. big win because like, they don't. There, there's no draft pick used here. There's no development time that they have to spend. They're not going to have. They don't have to do any of that. He gets to drop into the lineup and contribute immediately. The first thing Jared Bednar said when when we asked him about just his thoughts on he was free player, right? The first <laughs> thing he said. So, how can you complain? And I mostly make that comment about VC because he kind of he did the big time. Yeah, well, VC VC was like, he was highly sought after. VC might have been like the highest profile college free agent 
uh, him and Kevin Hayes of yeah, Hayes or, was big too. Hayes was a big deal too because for whatever reason that dude just would not sign in Chicago. <laughs> so is what it is. Yeah, Myers. This whole Myers thing is actually it's kind of fascinating. And then I was going through his prospect page the other day just to because I don't I didn't know anything about his history pre like Minnesota. Pre Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, I only knew about him in Minnesota because of watching Sampo. <laughs> Like that was the only reason he was on my radar at all. He said um, he called he called Sampo before making a final decision and talked to him about the organization and stuff. So I why wouldn't you? You know, right? like, yeah. absolutely. So he said he said Sampo and Hunter Miska were the two yeah. guys he talked to. Yeah, because of the uh, sister or girlfriend or somebody, there's some connection with Hunter Miska there. Well, okay, so all right, I, I'm I'm glad to hear that there was. I was like, what am Random guy <laughs> call, yeah. like nothing against Hunter Miska, but just like, hmm, yeah, all these dudes I can reach out to. The goalie who played three games with the ad, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, the Myers thing yeah. totally out of left field. Um, still, I'm still shocked by it. I'm excited for it. It'll it will be fun to see him get in the lineup whenever he does. It will be interesting to see how they manage that too, because it's like. They could keep him in the lineup and like rotate out a different guy every night. Like and put him in the lineup and then like take Knack out. And then the next night you put Knack back in, you take LOC out, you take Helm out, you take Cock. And like Myers gets those games so that he can get that money yeah. and like get a couple of games under his belt and whatever. And it's entirely about next year, but those guys also get to rest. And like you're serving you're serving several masters at that point and that's that's great like i think that that's i, I wouldn't even i wouldn't even be shocked i mean it, it i guess it kind of depends on how much they actually care about the president's trophy and where that race sits in the last couple of days but i wouldn't even be surprised if nate got the night off oh i do not expect him to play game 82 yeah. you don't think so game, McKinnon. I do not on a on the second <laughs> night of a back to back going to yeah. Minnesota. I think we're gonna see a handful of dude. Like that's gonna be a night where you see a power play unit that's got Darren Helm and Logan O'Connor, <laughs> and you're just like it's, it's, it's a full on preseason game. Yeah, that's exactly yes. That's it. They're gonna see a preseason game in game eighty two. Does this does the Ben Myers thing just like anecdotally remind anyone else of the nineteen eighty? Uh, how they they brought in the kid from Minnesota at like the last second. The miracle team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just I thought that was kind of funny because we all know that he can't play playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of a mercenary here for the last few games of the season to see if he can. It's it's weird because like when the Eagles are done, whenever their playoff run ends, like there will be guys who will be black aces. Yeah. That come up and and skate with the team, and like those guys could get into a game, and Myers just will sitting there, <laughs> yeah. be like skating around in practice, doing his thing. Like he's gonna be getting run, he's gonna be working with the skills coach, he'll be skating with black aces, and he just won't be able to participate. In some dude take his job that plays well. In the yeah, he's like 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 Mikhail Maltsev is like, please get me into a game, please get me into a game. <laughs> Do you know, because he, he's, excuse me, Myers yesterday said, he's like, I don't know what the plan's going to be for playoffs. I don't imagine that he'd be ineligible from practicing with them, right? 
no, he shouldn't be. He should be fine to be like with the team. Yeah. I, I just I don't know anymore after all the weird ass rules around the visa stuff with like Lekkinen and stuff. Where it's like, oh well, he can practice, but not this. And well, no, he can't practice there. And it's just yeah, there's some weird stuff going on for sure when it comes to getting governments involved. But uh, the other news of the day, definitely on a more somber note, Isles legend Mike Bossy passing away. Uh, obviously, never fun times when when legends like that Way have their time. Maybe, maybe the greatest goal scorer, not named Alex Ovechkin, that the league has ever seen. Yep, dude was yeah. an absolute monster whose career ended too soon. Also, but... yeah, well, and like that's that's one of those guys where you're like, if they had like the technology of today, where certain injuries to keep them healthy, yeah, yeah were were recoverable, like. That guy's worst season, the only season in his entire career in which he did not score 50 goals, he scored 38 in his last season. Yeah. Yep. It was a 10-year ten, career, 50 goals in the first nine, 38 in the last one, where yep. he was dealing with a back injury. And it's also also the only season in which he did not shoot over 20% in his, in his career. So yep. that – he – he was completely OP. Agreed. It was not fair. And <laughs> the Isles winning <laughs> four straight cups backs up that conversation. So Yeah, I mean, that's the last the last team to do that. Yep. Likely the last team to ever do that. Like that's I mean, they're they're they have an unbreakable record, in my opinion, with the number it, it was it's whatever like twenty six so dumb where you're just like what like <laughs> how <laughs> well we'll get into that conversation on the abs and the nhl playoff format in just a minute here but we are brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook you can use code dnvr when you go over there and sign up for a new account mm-hmm. to get amazing odds boost every single day including betting on the nba playoffs when you're a new account with the dnvr code bet five bucks on any nba playoff game even if you're wrong even if your bet does not hit you get 150 bucks in free bets to play with on DraftKings, where you can go bet on whatever your heart desires whether it be real sports like baseball and hockey and football or less real sports like lawn bowling uh and eh, i feel like most of these sports are is chess a sport how do we feel about that you can bet on chess Uh, that's i don't i don't know if it's a sport but i don't even know i like i don't even know what 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 is it Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds it sounds reductive to call it a hobby when people do it for serious money. Yeah, so. right, right. You yeah, can make well, a career yeah. out of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about sport. A game, a game, absolutely is fair. I I very much fall on the side of everything can be a sport, but if you try hard enough, yeah. There's there's different levels for sure. Uh, like. Esports shouldn't be in the Olympics. I think we can all agree there. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the DNVR code to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. One thing I can guarantee is after a couple of beers, Everything is a sport, all right? Walking true. home is a sport with enough beer in your system, confirmed. So 
Go get yourself some Breck Brews. Eight different kinds on tap at the DNBR bar. You can get it at your local liquor store. We're going to have it for the party bus tomorrow. It's going to be a blast all over the place. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be an awesome time. I hope y'all will join us. If you're at the game, even if you're not on the party bus, we do have a, we're going to have a booth set up. I, I think it's outside section 120. I'm not 100% sure where it is, but come say hi during intermission. Or if you're walking by, come say hello at the at the DNVR booth where we'll, we'll all be hanging out and, and vibing. Should be a blast. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So let me start here. Are the NHL playoffs the best playoffs in sports? Yes. <laughs> by, by a lot. I would I would genuinely ask if the only the only other thing that I would even say is within a thousand miles of this competition is March Madness is the NCAA tournament agreed and the NCAA tournament gets progressively less fun the more yep. it goes yeah. like everybody was crazy about this last year's tournament and then the final four showed up and it was Duke North Carolina Kansas Villanova <laughs> and they and everybody was like. We went from all that fun <laughs> to this. Four blue bloods. Like, yeah. even though North Carolina was an eight seed, right? It's just like. It's North Carolina. Right. It's North Carolina. Like, it's Kansas. It's Duke. Like, you're, you're like, come on again with this. And of course, hell yeah. Go, Kansas. Right. Thank you for that championship. I cried a lot. <laughs> Z was very confused. That was a great night. But the the tournament itself gets progressively less interesting the more you yeah, go on. And I and and, exa- and I think that the first week of the Stanley Cup playoffs is the best week of the entire year that does not involve the NHL draft or free agency. <laughs> it is unbelievable. And it is the sport. It is the, the crown jewel of the sport. Right, it is unbelievable. It's great. It is incredible. Hockey. It's it's, it's every at its night. Apex. It's every night from five until eleven Mountain Time. Yeah. Of just unbelievable, great games, amazing plays. Uh, I I mean, it's it's literally ten straight days of eight eight hours plus of just the best <laughs> hockey you'll see all year. Right. And like, look, I don't, I don't watch Champions League. I'm, I'm soccer is just come on. I, I would like hard, just, I think the two leg system it doesn't even hold a candle to the NHL playoffs. I don't think it's close. Yeah, like I can, I can appreciate it and still just be like, it's, well, dude, for no, for years ESPN, well before they recaptured the rights, they run a poll every year around the NHL and NBA playoff time. And they put out which which major four pro league has the best playoffs, NHL, NBA, NFL. And for decades, the NHL wins every year. And that's among ESPN's audience. So, like, not traditional hockey fans. Yeah, you're talking about the audience that every time they tweet about hockey, you get flooded with not a sport. Yeah. Right. Responses right. from idiots that are, like, basketball fans. But even all of those people agree yeah, it's the most entertaining playoffs. Yeah, it's get. incredible. It is the apex of the sport. The Stanley Cup playoffs is number one. And I would say the NCAA tournament is number two. Okay. Yeah. And, well, and, and what I was going to say with the soccer 
I, I'm sure it's amazing. I actually used to work with these three dudes who were, I mean, like ravenous about Premier League. And what I've just, what I've learned with soccer, like even, you know, World Cup, major international terms, you do just have to really appreciate the sport to get into it. And the NHL playoffs, you don't even have to be a fan of the sport to understand how great they are. Yeah. Last point on it. Sorry, we can move. definitely dope. Uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. So we have this conversation under the understanding that it's really, 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 really good. And maybe the best option is to just not mess with perfection. With that being said, can you make the NHL playoffs with, better? With that being said, if you have three people on this podcast today who would all change the playoff format. <laughs> 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 the games, the games themselves are what is so great. The way the NHL has chosen to organize those games is fucking stupid. I, I, I mean, let's let's start here because this is the conversation that's the one that everyone has is the seeding process. And the best argument I've heard for the reseeding process is that under the current format, similar to what AJ talked about with March Madness, you're getting the best matchups mm-hmm. of the playoffs in the second, sometimes the first round. Yep. And Bro, you we end, could up... end up with Colorado Vegas in two weeks. Yep. Yeah, you could be looking at Colorado Vegas in round one, and you could be looking at Toronto Tampa Bay. Right. <clears throat> it's that's the problem with it. Two arguably conference final caliber matchups. Well, and I think this is the year where you'll hear a louder one through 16 option because the conferences are so unevenly stacked that even if you were to do, even if they were to switch it and go through one through eight in the, in the conference, like there's a decent, like right now the Rangers in Toronto are tied and you could end up with Toronto, Tampa Bay in the first round anyway. Yeah. It, you're the it's entire the Eastern Conference is staring down the rest of their conference going. The first round is going to be a total bloodbath. Like, it's going to bu- be brutal. A bunch of very good teams are going to be eliminated in the first round out East this year. Four, four, four of them, in fact. <laughs> Three and maybe the Rangers. Ah, <laughs> got them. You know, I've hated on the Rangers all year, but they're actually playing great hockey right now. And I'm just well, like, they're playing great. Damn it. Yeah, they're, they're just, I just I hate on them and act like Igor Shesterkin is their only player. The but Oilers they're... also playing great. Doesn't change who they are. Good. Yeah, well, which would you rather go into battle with, the bad goalie or the league's best? If you're going into the postseason, if you're the Rangers or Oilers, which one would you pick to win a round? Which one would you pick uh, to maybe win two rounds? Uh, Igor shesterkin has been insane. That's why you play seven. I, I mean, I think a goalie could carry more, but you're asking me to bet against Connor McDavid. That's never easy to do. Yeah, I mean, it's Look, like you would have paid the last. Am I, is it? Is this? I, I guess if I'm asking that, it's like who's who's the matchup for the Oilers? Yeah, right. Because if, if it's if it's like if, if it's the Kings, uh, I'm picking the Oilers. Right. If, it's, if it's Vegas, I'm not picking the Oilers, dude. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm just not. So. <laughs> No, anyway, like we're 
you know, Off getting getting yeah, getting back into format uh, the yeah. format conversation. I I can't stand this format personally. I understand like that they they were they thought that it was going to foster rivalries and all. All it does is just kind of makes certain situations boring. And it punishes good teams. Like, you, the West is actually a great example of this. Because if they were to do one through eight right now, you're looking at St. Louis and Minnesota as the, as the likely first-round matchup in the Central Division. Right now, those are teams three and four out West. Yep. And that's where that's where you're like, Minnesota, because if, if you're one through eight right now, it would be St. Louis Edmonton, which I think would be a hell of a series, and Minnesota Nashville. And just based on the regular seasons, both Minnesota and both St. Louis would get home ice because they've had better regular seasons. And instead, one of those teams is going to have to go on the road and take on the third or fourth best team yep. in the Western Conference this season. They're getting punished because of the division that they're in. And that's that's where this format consistently has has been problematic for me, is that you are punishing teams for things that are out of their control, and you're saying, okay, well, you know, the the postseason matchups and all that, it's always random, and it's always like luck of the draw. Some years, the teams that you play in certain seeds are just going to be better than the others. But if you're the third best team out west, your reward for that. While, while the team that's leading your division is having one of the 30 greatest regular seasons of all time, your reward for having such a great year is that you play the fourth best team? Well, dude, even even beyond that, like you you could end up – I mean, there's been situations I don't <clears> – <throat> excuse me, think we'll see it play out like this uh, this year, at least out, out west. But you'll see situations where a team literally has will have a more favorable matchup as a wild card team playing outside of their division, uh, I, I I know there were tons of years where, uh, yeah, the first place team in the league would be number one in their division, obviously, and then the third place team in the league would be number two in the division, and then the first place team in the other different uh, division in that conference would be like eighth or ninth. So if you are fourth place in a certain division, going up one spot literally makes it. Oh wow, you got a better seed. Nice. Your reward is the second best team in the fucking league. Like it's it, it's just yeah. it's 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 crazy. And then that and 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 I think that's a great point that you bring up because that's before you even get into these second round matchups and how you end up with some of these really great matchups in the second round. You end up with teams being punished, I think is the right word, for moving up the standings. Yeah, like if Minnesota, so using just going to use the Wild as an example here. If Minnesota is to get to the conference final this season, they will have had to go through two of the top four teams out west to do it, because they will have had to go through St. Louis and then call Colorado. Obviously, I'm assuming Colorado wins its first round series in this scenario. Yeah. So you have to go through those. That's bullshit, especially because even looking at the standings. With a game in hand, they're one point behind the Flames. They could finish. They could finish second in the conference and not get essentially any meaningful reward for that. They have they their reward for that would be the hardest path yep. possible. 
Yep. Yep. Like that's 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 a system that it's really easy to look at and just say this is broken. So this doesn't make sense. Why are like you're doing it to try and oh you want to foster rivalries and this and that. like those always come about on their own. Well, oh, Colorado wow. Vegas, Colorado Vegas does not need any help to be a rivalry if I, they see each other in the postseason every I think, year. No, the thing is, I think the argument for fostering rivalries is that's why you leave it at one through eight instead of one through sixteen. Well, and and we've we've talked about this I think on the show where rivalries come from knocking each other out in meaningful games, meaningful rounds. Like, yeah, it sucks to, you know, obviously you never want to get bounced in the first round. Avs fans, that's kind of what really jump-started the whole thing with the Wild was, you know, the they knocked out the Avs in the first round. But, again, like you get over that stuff. Losing these top teams in the conference finals, that's what builds that rivalry. So the irony is, their whole point is missed anyways because they put all those matchups that would cause a lot of hatred too early in the playoffs. It, I agree. I, I think especially it just when you, the team that you're watching loses later in the playoffs, it hurts more, right? There's there's just more behind it than there is for a first round series and I think especially when you look back at things historically, when teams lose in the first round, instead of it going, oh, that was a, a matchup between two good teams, you go, ah, that team actually just wasn't very good right? because they lost in the first round. So I right. do think that does affect it uh, a good amount. But I, I know a lot of people in the East are going to be yelling about one through 16 instead of one through eight this year. So one through 16 is... I think would be so much fun. I think it'd be, if, if you let me re, redo the playoffs tomorrow, I would, I'd just straight go one through 16, regardless of conference division, whatever. Um, again, so you, that would mean just looking at it right now, that would be Colorado and Los Angeles. It would not change part. anything for the Avs, correct? Yesterday, when I when I looked as well, if if the if the NHL did one through eight, it was Avs LA. If the NHL did one <laughs> through sixteen, it's Avs LA. So they're they're probably the least fun. <laughs> it, it would have massive repercussions in the East, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, and that's that's I think that's the, the where the conversation actually is like that's where you're selling people on it, right? Yep. Because Florida is then talking about taking on Dallas instead of what I think right now it's Washington. Yeah. Yeah, It's Washington. They'd get Dallas. Carolina would get Nashville. Uh, Toronto would get Edmonton. The difference between Toronto getting Edmonton and Tampa Tampa. Bay. That's huge. (laughs) And then, you know, like my, my whole thing with is, okay, you want to, you want to breed rivalries. Abs Wild Stanley Cup Final, Abs Knights Stanley Cup Final, Montreal Toronto Stanley Cup Final, Pittsburgh Washington. Like Alex Ovechkin snatches Sydney so, Crosby's fourth Stanley Cup like straight from his hands. That's how you. That's the, how you build rivalries. The question, the I think they probably look at Ovi and Crosby and they say this is why the system works because they had to go through each other. 
Yeah, but how many how many times were we looking at them going through each other in the second round as the two best teams in the league last year? Yeah, teams I'm just one saying. and two in the NHL play in the second round. It's like, well, and that's I think that's their again. I think that's probably an argument in favor of how they have it, where they're like, we want that, we want because the chances of getting a of of having those two face off in the postseason as often as they did, if you open it up to one, one through 16 is really, really low. And in the current system, because they've manipulated it to make it that way, it's much higher. Just being in a division with a team means your chances of facing off in the, in the postseason. If you guys are having a good era, it's so much higher. Like it's so much higher unless you're the team that's winning. Unless your team is winning the division every single year. Like, it's just a really high chance that you're going to see these teams consistently. And I think that's where they're like, hey, you're going to do that. Like, you're you're going to constantly see the same couple of teams um, when you just have – when they're just in the division and being in the division is how you have to start your playoff route. So that's that's I think that's an argument. We're kind of accidentally making the argument for how it is. I I completely disagree. Like you're you're envisioning like a dream scenario that's just really unlikely to happen. Where, but but what I just mean I just mean like the chances of like Crosby and Obi like each getting to the finals. Like having like the best teams actually make it instead of Montreal and Dallas. Whoa. Yeah, well, how did those teams? How did Montreal and Dallas get there? Yeah, I mean that's the argument every year about the playoffs is everyone has to go through everyone, right? But yeah, yeah. like that at some point, it's like there's no easy path. At some point, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to beat somebody. Each of those teams beat a couple of somebody's to get there. So I mean, like. Let's let's all be honest. We all knew watching those last two. Like these are not the best teams. No one really had interest in yeah, watching. Like that. the last few years, like the cup finals have been a bummer because it was an absolutely stacked team against an overmatched team. But those overmatched teams won their way there, and that's how this works. Like the in in one through sixteen, the same thing is possible. The Kings, the Kings could absolutely just beat Colorado in round one and then beat somebody in round two. My question for you is: How would you handle subsequent Thank rounds? You for explaining how how winning reseed. Oh, you reseed for is sure. Is it just reseed based on yeah. like point percentage or, or I guess just points? One hundred percent reseed. Okay, because I that's the thing that's the thing that I liked about last year that they did was the conference final. We didn't know. Yep. And how it how it played out, it created an interest in from like our perspective. In the second round, we're watching Colorado Vegas. They're up two nothing. We're starting to take a peek at what might be next in round three. We're invested in the other series going on because we don't know points percentage and all, right? Or or the reseeding factor Process, made it so that yeah. we were interested in the other series beyond just like I just want to watch good teams play each other. And I thought that created a really fun wrinkle to the process because I really liked the. I think the reseeding of certainly the last four should be something they can they consider all the time. Yeah, I I really liked that. Uh, and and like say let's use this year as an example, okay? We'll use this year's format, but we'll reseed the last four. One, it makes the president's trophy mean a little extra because Colorado and Florida could end up they get home ice no matter what. Exactly, then. like that that changes it just a little bit, and I think it creates more of an incentive because right now 
I think if you were to ask most Avs fans, how much do you care about them winning the President's Trophy? It's like pretty, pretty low. Yeah. Because they're so clearly like they're going to win the conference. They're probably going to secure the division and the conference this week. Like there's just not a lot of there's not a lot left with like the the race for the for the president's trophy is just kind of like okay, like it's neat, but I think reseeding creates an extra importance on that. And I Anything that anything that both keeps the regular season relevant because if we have to sit through eighty two goddamn games, they better be they better mean something. <laughs> uh, so I think anything that keeps those games relevant uh, keeps the regular season relevant, but creates an, a dynamic postseason field. I, I think is something I would consider. Okay. We are brought to you by the American Raptors. You can go catch a rugby game down at Infinity Park in Glendale this season for completely free. Just show up and have a great time. You can get your free ticket online at infinityparkatglendale.com. Go check it out. It's a great place to spend an evening and just have a great time on the town. The the stadium is genuinely awesome. If you haven't been, you got to go. And if rugby's your thing, you can follow DNVR Rugby and Colton Strickler on Twitter. He's our rugby guy who knows everything there is to know about rugby. And can if you're new, he's got 101 pods that'll teach you the game. If you're old, he's got all sorts of crazy interviews with all sorts of awesome rugby people. So be sure to go check all of that out. Also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Uh, I, all of our athletic greens have been stolen by Jesse at this point. He, he's literally I only got my hands on like one and a half extras. All right. Well then Allie stole them or somebody because there's like a, a ring of athletic greens thieves going around the DNVR bar that just take everybody else's. So either way, it can, it's great stuff. If you're going on the party bus, if you're planning on having a good time tomorrow, you can wake up on Sunday with athletic greens to, to take care of that hangover a little bit. It's great for you. It has all sorts of different vitamins, electrolytes, all that stuff, antigens, genuinely words I've never even heard of that are good for you. Uh, <laughs> Athletic Greens has it. It's super easy to do. You just one scoop of it into your water in the morning, you drink it down, and you're good to go. Having a healthy day, that easy. If they told me it was that easy to be healthy when I was younger, Maybe I'd have actually tried a little bit harder to be a healthy human being, but here we are. Uh, so Athletic Greens will take care of you. Be sure to go over there and go to athleticgreens.com slash DNBR to let them know we sent you over there. I believe that's the correct URL code. Uh, jump on over there to Athletic Greens. They're super awesome. They're also, uh, they work with a bunch of athletes. So the formula is, pretty much designed to make sure you're staying in peak physical condition. If you're someone like me who should, you know, one day try to get in shape, it can definitely help you on that side of things too. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The other conversation I wanted to have, and and let me let me give you my pitch here for starters. The NHL expanded the playoffs to 16 teams in 1980. It's been 42 years. How many teams were in the league when that happened? 21. 75% of teams made the playoffs when they expanded. Oh, how bad must have that felt if you missed the playoffs? (laughs) God, we suck. Yeah, the five teams that are out. Yeah. Way less interesting of a draft lotto show. (laughs) 
not so many five, five whole teams. You don't need <laughs> half an hour for this thing. Uh, nowadays, with Seattle in the league, exactly half the league makes it into the playoffs. There's two ways you can go about this. One, is there reason for expansion of the playoffs at all? And if yes, what does it look like? And two, I think the more interesting route of this conversation is the potential for a play-in game or a play-in series. We've seen the NBA start to adopt it. We got a little bit of a taste of it in the bubble for the NHL. The Avs know firsthand what a playoff game, play-in game could look like or mean with game 82. Uh, against the Blues four years ago. Is that something that makes the playoffs better, or is something like that too much? Because especially if you're looking at expanding the playoffs, you're now talking about things like one seeds having a a buy round where they don't play for a week and things like that. In my opinion, the only way, if you were going to expand the number of playoff teams at all, in my opinion, it'd be by one additional on each side and the, and seeds eight and nine would play in a three game or a best of three play in series. Anything beyond that, I think like, you know, you look at the East this year, none of those teams outside of the top eight deserve to be there especially in like a one game play in coin flip where something crazy can happen. We should also acknowledge, and I feel bad that we haven't for most of the show that what the East has this year is rare. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Like, for sure. And it's actually, it's, I'm glad you bring that up. Cause it, it, I'm so curious to watch these teams play each other because like, I, I think a lot of the teams at the top of the East are, are very good. And I, I really do believe that, but like, you do have to wonder just a little. It's like, are you that good? Or is the rest of the conference just that bad? Is it is it really that the East is so good? Or is it that the West is teams 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, <laughs> 22, 23? And then you look at the bottom of the, the league and you're like, there's a lot of East teams out here. <laughs> Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Montreal. And you're like, like, how much have you just been feasting on that shit? Right. Half of your conference is really good, and the other half of your conference is terrible. Really bad, yeah. <laughs> A fair point. I I do think it would be interesting, and speaking from, you know, we cover the abs, they're in the West. Instead of us having this conversation of going, oh, one of L.A. and Vegas, or, or maybe it's Dallas, or maybe it's Nashville, one of these teams is going to miss. One of them's going to miss. Instead, why not just have that one playoff play-in game or round or whatever you want it to be? I really do think, and we've actually, we've talked about this both privately and on the show a lot this year, how upsets happen in the NHL on a nightly basis. What, what you would consider an upset, right? Where hockey more than any other sport has randomness for sure is truly a random any given night type thing you look at the other four major pro leagues the teams at the top typically don't lose to teams at the bottom the nhl that happens constantly um 
so yeah, I, I, it'd be hard to have it just be a play in game. Uh, I think what they did in the bubble, if you're going to do it, I, I think that's the way to do it. Best of three. Um, that way, you know, if, if, again, using the, the East as the example, if it's Washington, Columbus, if Washington has an off night, they've got a couple more games to prove they are who they actually are. My counter argument there first one that I think is more solid. If you're having a best of three play in Mm -hmm. that's five days plus two days after that for the team to rest and go into the first round, you're now talking about the better teams in the league, not playing for an entire week going into the playoffs. You just made the argument for it. Yeah. (laughs) You could, you could say that that's a plus you could, you could argue that because if, if, if the rest of the playoffs, if so, let's say play in started two days after the regular season ended and you start them um, maybe on the same night or maybe every other night. And for five days you go every other night with those two teams. And then the field is kind of everyone else. It's fair because everyone else got the time off. How about, how about, I like the idea because I do think time is a concern. I like the idea of your entire team mattering. And I say that because I think your backup goalie, like the backup goalie we get into the postseason, like rarely ever. Here here comes the argument for back-to-backs. Here we go. Here it is, baby. (laughs) And I think what... Your mic cut out. That's a sign from God that you shouldn't be making this argument. Well, I I actually don't like where this is going. (laughs) Oh, no. still not back. Can't hear you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> back. Nope. Still not working. Back to backs. Banned from the playoffs. Confirmed. Oh, I heard that. Nope. Didn't hear that. But yeah. So backups. <laughs> I'm just gonna guess at what you were saying and just give us some blinks and twitches if I'm correct. And what about this? Uh, there hey! you go. Okay. Okay. So. I'm saying what you would do is in this play-in scenario, you would play Washington and Columbus play. They would play back-to-back both in Washington. So there's no travel. So you play two games in Washington. And then if there's a third game necessary, then you go to Columbus to play it. All right. What if you go full English Premier League and you just play two games in Washington? No. With total score. No. <laughs> no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty against that one. I, yeah, see, no. Here's the thing. I actually don't mind the idea of a one-game play-in. I don't either. For the record, I would be totally okay with a one-game play-in. I mad, think that's and, fine. And if you're mad about, well, it's, hockey's a game of luck in one game, get a higher seed, bud. It makes the regular season count yeah. a little bit more because then you avoid that. Yeah, you can't. You you're making the postseason, but you you avoid that. And look, like we've seen in both baseball and basketball, play-in games are just interesting. Yeah, they're yep. fun to watch. And like the Braves went from the wild card game and won the World Series last year. Like, and, and it's, again, it's, it's possible, right? Like, it's. I just think that it, they have been interesting in other sports. 
the idea that they would also not be interested. I saw somebody in, in the chat reference, oh, well, then game 82 isn't as special. But the wild card game becomes your game 82. Well, and, and I mean, it's still very possible that you have to win a game. Like, you could have a scenario where a team has to win a game 82 to get into the yeah. playing game. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't doesn't eliminate that. Another another suggestion, do you maybe take the regular season down to 80 games to fit in something? Okay, well, any any suggestion that involves yeah. the regular season shortening it's, is we'll taking money happen. away from the owners and is never going to happen. If it were up to me, this so, would be like 60 games. But yeah, I would have it I would have it at 66 personally, and I would that's where I, I think that's the sweet spot of the regular season. Uh because if I I yeah, I I would have it at 66. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Say, the nice I feel like number. it was a missed opportunity there, AJ. <laughs> uh, it would having it at sixty nine would be fucking stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. It's a great joke. It's, it's a good layup, but no. I I I, I, like- I love I love the play in though. I love the play in in both baseball and in and in the NBA. I literally sat and watched part of uh, Spurs Pelicans the other day because it was a play in. Because I was like, oh, this this could have a this could have an impact on it, and I mean, I, and I, it's just interesting. Like, it's just a, for me, it's compelling. It hasn't cheapened the regular season in any way. Like, well, I think especially when you're talking about play-ins between an eight and a nine seed, it kind of shows the farcicalness of even seeding teams that deep into the division because there's nothing that separates those two teams. Yeah. Um, on any given night, either of those teams could win a hockey game against each other. And I'm not talking about just luck. Like the East, the East definitely skews this conversation this year. And the way the East shook out is the argument for not doing this. But the way the West is shaking out is the exact argument as to why, why the current format is completely like borked. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's um I don't know. I, I, I could get on board with a play-in. I, I really would prefer it to be a a best of three, just because I also think that just adds a little bit more drama. Um, I do think time is a consideration on sure. on that, though, and that's where I just think, like, and, like, a one game, like... The back-to-back in one city and then travel... Well, and then that way, like, it it also rewards that team for being the higher seed because you get the home game. You get two home games to do it. Yeah, you can you can get it done in two. And then you just start those series a couple days. You know, they, they always – there's always a team that's playing game one on the same night as a bunch of teams playing game two anyway. Yeah. yeah. So you just – you make the teams that came out of the play-in – their games start the later series yeah, yeah. This, this, yeah. The third night. and it gives those teams a week off but i also think that that ex- those extra couple of games like i also think that that's extra workload for those teams and it increases the chance that the better teams are going to like and it and it, again it gives it gives the team that have better regular seasons a little more of an advantage yeah because now your top seed is playing a tired team that just had to go through a play-in process. Emotional play-in, yep. Right, and like did not get the week off, has been playing. And yep. in a best of seven, like you, by the end of that series, you could already be a team that has worn down a little bit. So I, I personally, like of all the ideas that we've thrown around, the one that I think the league should absolutely, like definitely adopt that I... 
in whatever form it really wanted to be in, I love the idea of a play-in. I love the idea. All right, chat. Uh, we do have some tickets to give away to the Avs game tomorrow. So uh, if y'all could uh, be a doll and put the word playoffs in chat if you want to win the tickets, uh, please be local if you want to win the tickets. We're not buying you a, an airplane ride out to come watch the Avs game. Yeah, but like, come on. If you don't, if you don't live here, and all you're gonna do is try and sell the tickets, like, don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that dude. But put playoffs in there for your chance to win the tickets. We'll we'll let it run for a minute here, uh, as I share the most important video of all time. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> yeah, I love that video so much. There we I, go. There are a handful of awesome NFL coach like post game meltdowns. <laughs> like it's, I, it's a surprising dude, amount. Personally, I I love I love the oh, crown man. Down. Crown their asses then. I love crown their asses then. <laughs> Denny Green's like, they are who we thought they were. Oh, yeah. Let them off the hook. Oh, I love, I love that meltdown. I do like the, I understand like the, I'm a man, I'm 40. Like he was protecting, he was going after a journalist who wrote a hit piece on a 19 year old kid. Right. Oh, like, yeah. like I understand like that, that was way different. That was not like in the heat of uh right after a tough loss. That was like, he was going to bat for his kid. And the way, the way that it happened was epic. <laughs> like truly like I'm a man, I'm 40. Like, all right. Well, then there was Alex Smith busting up an entire press conference with the "You like that?" Yeah. You like oh, that, that was that was Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that was Kirk Cousins. That was yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Just like wandering by, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the blandest human being on the planet, and you're just like, "Where'd that come from?" Yeah. See, oh. bland can be fun. Oh boy. All right. So let me ask you guys. I, I, I just I, I just want your opinions on one the comments and two the the reaction to it because we were talking about it in the press box last night. I have an opinion about that whole thing in general, just a bunch of the stuff I've listened to. But I just kind of want to hear what you guys thought. One about the comments themselves, and then two about the Twitter reaction to it. I thought the I thought he worded it really poorly, but I got what he was saying. Like I don't. He said don't he said that they were he. He said he he was like consistent excellence is boring. It's not what do you say about it? What arguably what, correct? Yeah, well, and like he's absolutely correct because what what do we what do we do after ever like they beat they beat the the Devils last night in the most ho hum bland like dominant fashion where you're just like what do we even say about it? This was so rot- routine. It was the ultimate argument for shortening the regular season. Yeah. Like this was this was garbage time games. I called it a screw it game in my yeah, like, piece. Yeah. Yeah, like it it just it, it was like I thought I thought I thought Wish was right in that it they are bland. There's nothing compelling 
about them other than like, will they screw this up in the postseason or will they live up to their potential? I, and that's just not that compelling of a storyline when you have like, like juicy hot goss, like actually like Vegas is a, will they, won't they every single day, Vegas is a reality TV show that delivers earlier yeah. in the season. Edmonton delivered and they've kind of gone quiet, the, but like, that's, that's where he was coming from. Sports are now reality TV, just like everything else is. And that was, that's all he was talking about. And and the intention of his words, I agree with you, is correct. But the words themselves are top tier meme material. Top tier. Dude, it's the easiest thing to turn around and lean into and just be like, (laughs) was that bland, Greg? (laughs) Was that bland? Was that bland? Was, yeah, like they win nine to three. How bland was that? And, and, and also, his exact comments, he said, they're bland. They're fun. And you're like, wait, what? These, this math don't add up. It was funny because, yeah, the, the, the wording was like, ooh, I don't know if I'd describe what I see them do out there on the ice every night as bland. The wording was wrong. Here was my one thing. Because he then later went on to say that he thinks St. Louis – uh, is going to be the team to knock the abs out of the playoffs. And I have just noticed dude, over the last two months, and maybe it all stems from what uh, Wyshynski was getting at of just like, yeah, we just kind of come to expect it. I really do think that on the national media side of it, the abs are being for as good of a season they're having. I feel like they are being overlooked because oh, of the way 100%. the last year went. Yeah, a hundred thousand. Everyone and what I think I think what Wish is doing with the oh the blues are the the blues are gonna be the one to they wanna be the first pundit to be able to put on record the team that surprises when they beat Colorado in the postseason. Yep. They wanna be the one to be like, ah, I saw this coming two months ago, because that's what you do when you're in our position in the media. You throw a Hail Mary, you hope that you're right, and then you get to thump your chest about it. And if you're wrong, you're just like, who can predict the future? Am I right? Like, we're in a lose-lose position. So like the I think it was the TNT panel like three weeks ago. They did they were doing a Calgary game, and unanimously the whole panel said they'd rather play Colorado than Calgary in the playoffs. And there was there was an NHL network conversation that I heard. Where again, it was like, yeah, the abs, they're having a good season. Who was it? They were like, they can put up some fancy numbers, but we'll see come actual postseason time. You know, they're just not proven. I I would, I, I wouldn't want to go through Calgary. It's like, oh, because of all the recent postseason success that Calgary's had. So it is just it is just a little interesting that as good as the abs have as as elite, to your point, AJ, like this, this is gonna be an all-time regular season it already is in terms of avalanche franchise history and and i just really do think that um there's a lot of the national guys and east coast guys which i get the east coast bias thing it's just like from a time zone standpoint it makes sense sure i i think a lot of national guys are are looking past the abs yeah they're good but they'll they'll fall apart who else who else is good you know what i mean like for the record, right now, Colorado with the 32nd best regular season ever with eight games to go. Yeah, more to go there. Uh, we do have to pick a winner. Yahir, 
scroll up to the, the playoff votes and, and show us who's winning some tickets. John Ida, congratulations. You have won yourself two tickets to the Avs game tomorrow night. I believe they're section 232 up in the club level. So you get to, you get the dope seats. Uh, congratulations. Hit me up on Twitter. Nathan double underscore Rudolph. Send me a DM. We'll get you all sorted out with those tickets. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Any, any other things you guys wanted to add? Any playoff twists you have (laughs) to, to answer Jesse's second part of his question, uh, the Twitter reaction. I just think that that's how, that's how fan bases react when they feel like their team is under attack. It doesn't really like, I would expect every fan base of a team that was having a great season would have, would have reacted exactly the same way. You kind of go to bat for your guys. Like that's just you get defensive of your like I get what he was saying, but he worded it poorly enough that he opened it up to being like, What the hell are you talking about? Well, and, and doesn't that just kind of like like taking this over to the Nuggets conversation? You know, and and you know, AJ, you and I talked earlier this year on an episode of TDSP about um how big of a deal it was for Denver and the Nuggets that Nikola Jokic won an MVP. Yeah. Like it, it was a big deal. Yeah. Beyond just sure. the MVP status. And I think it, it's kind of the same thing here where it's just like the abs get have, have been overlooked rightfully. So for over a decade, they were really not good. They had no reason to be talked about. Sure. But now this is five straight years in the playoffs. They've been to the second round three years in a row. Might win two president's trophies in a row. Might win two president trophies in a row. And it's like, holy shit, they're still just getting slighted by everyone outside of Colorado. And so I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like you just expect it a little bit. And I think there is a little bit of extra sensitivity in this region of the country. You know, when you're not on a coast. Yeah. Your team is overlooked all the time. And well, you just, you constantly feel defensive about your teams. Right. You're always on the back foot and you rarely ever just feel it. And like, it's funny because two years ago, this wasn't the case. Colorado was everybody's darling. And then they lose to Dallas in the bubble and it was like the ultimate sin, right? Yeah. Well, like they've, just, nobody will ever believe in them again until they actually do something, well, till they, yeah. till they win something. When you, especially, I think when you look at the NHL landscape, the teams in center of America, not Central America, that's a completely different area of the world. Uh, you kind of see a lot of the conversation get taken up by states like Minnesota because of the hockey culture that they have there. You see teams like Calgary and the Canadian teams get a lot of the newsworthy down there. And then you have these portions of of the league where Colorado, St. Louis, to a certain extent, Dallas, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina, all these teams that aren't in the major markets, I think it's probably less true than it is in like basketball, but it's still absolutely true that they get overlooked a lot more than those other teams. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's only so many, there's only so many minutes. There's only so many eyeballs. There's only so many ears out there that are interested in certain things. And so, you know, people in media who have, viewer obligation you know we have we have advertiser obligations we have to maximize numbers right like you of course pander to bigger markets in some in some respect but when it comes to just being like oh these guys are i'm i'm trying to talk about you know 
I, I, we're talking about uh, the, the best teams um, and who's going to win in the postseason. It is a little bit baffling to me that a team, a team that has been the best team in the NHL since the start of November, not like, oh, they had a good month. Right. But the best team in the NHL since the start of November from game 11 on is is like like actively getting picked apart in the way that they are. It's it's really and like you're looking at St. Louis and people are like, oh, I wish is like, oh, the the Blues are going to be the team to knock the outside. Which goalie is going to play? Right. Like and what happens? What happens if Billy Huso just doesn't get it done? Like Billy Huso has no meaningful playoff experience whatsoever. You're gonna pick that guy to outplay Darcy Kemper in a postseason series. I know Darcy Kemper doesn't have like that kind of track record, but he has one. Right, right. And it's just it's just so interesting to me the way that people have twisted them, like the mental gymnastics that have been done to pick apart clearly the best team. And you can't even just be like, oh, well, the West isn't any good. So the Avs just ran away with it. Okay. How come none of these other teams ran away with it? Right. How come right. the how come the Avs have been good against every other power in the in the lid? Right now, the only team to sweep Colorado in the season is freaking Columbus. <laughs> right. Otherwise, like they've been they've picked up wins. They've been good against everybody else. Like Carolina and Washington are the only other two teams that they've got losses against. They got smoked by Washington. They played a great game in Carolina. We'll see how those go, but it's it that part of it is fascinating to me. Yeah. I thought that the whole bland comments, it, as soon as you saw them, it was just like these are silly, and <laughs> people are gonna lose their shit over this. Uh, but like, I do, I do think it has been interesting the way that people have worked really hard to figure out to to try to be the first one to figure out where Colorado is going to fail to talk themselves out of the abs. Yeah. Because it's like all those teams have to go through Colorado this year. Right. You know, like the bubble, there was no home ice in the bubble and who knows, who knows what kind of difference that would have made. And last year, like the team, the two teams that tied for the president's trophy met in the second round. Someone had to lose. Somebody had to lose. Like, would 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 Vegas be getting totally shit on right now if they had lost that series? Would people be like, "Oh, we're never gonna buy them again"? Well, and 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 the fact that Vegas has also lost to Dallas and Montreal. Like, right? We talk, we talk about you know the Avs lost to Dallas and you know, like Vegas has gone through that same stuff, but for some reason that same conversation hasn't. Because the conference finals are different. When you make the conference finals, you're close enough that people are like, ah, yeah, what's up? But it's also like you've been upset in the last two conference finals. You lost to the inferior to what we all believe to be the inferior team. Right. Both times. But both times it was looked at like, wow, I can't believe how lucky Vegas got that this, that Dallas. Yeah, yes. How lucky Vegas got that Montreal came out of this bracket and they blew it both times. Yeah. I mean, really like it's blue and like blew it. The abs in the Dallas series, not to rehash this and we can get out of here. Like the abs at least had the excuse in the Dallas series 
they were they were on to Michael Hutchinson and down like six regular skaters. Yeah. Vegas has had I mean there's one- no there's no Cape Landeskog, there's no Eric Johnson. And like go back and like look at that game seven lineup. Was there even sometime? Mico? Yeah, I think he was in that game. Was he in game seven? Yeah. Regardless, it it is just it's all just interesting in the in the in the Wyshynski stuff just kind of got my my gears turning on all of this and just kind of thinking about that narrative and listening yeah. to the, the, large- the, com- just- the comments were whatever they were throwaway. We all say, say, say stuff like that sometimes, but I do think the deeper conversation of how hard media people have worked to discount Colorado has been interesting. Interesting for sure. Especially since the deadline where I'm like, look before the deadline, I, there were, I think, I think the team had overplayed its ability, but now I'm like, dude, they're bulletproof. Like, they've got a great goaltender. Their defense is absolutely stacked. And in all of the ways that you want it, it they have elements of, of size and physicality and, and puck puck skill. They're, they have the high end. They have everything. Now they're, they're forward depth. We haven't even seen their forward group at all. Not once. The playoffs is going to be the trial run for how good the team can truly be. Isn't that what you want going into the postseason to still be trending upward instead of just being like, well, we treaded water for two months and well, now we have to try and care about this. Like the abs, the abs are, I, I don't know. I think it's all kind of broken in such a way that I think it's going to be good for Colorado. I and I'm, I'm fascinated to see how many people truly like when it comes time to pick playoff stuff, how many people start picking against them. Because yeah. round one, I don't think it's going to happen. But starting, if they get to the second round, starting in round two, I think it's going to be a lot. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good place to leave it off. So we are going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us on this one. We will be back tomorrow. Times of things will be a little bit weird because we're going on the party bus. So pregame should air at its normal time, but it will be pre-recorded. Uh, and then post game will happen whenever we get back to the bar after the game. So it'll be on at some point, but hopefully a lot of you are just hanging out at the game and at the bar with us. We hope to see you there. We will talk to all of you sometime tomorrow. <laughs>